Welcome to the Coach Bono's Podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at, at Coach Bono's Show. Uh, check out our Facebook page. You can uh, search Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at show at gmail.com. This is episode 10.5. And I am joined by our new, oh, not new, you've been here a couple of weeks now, our officially our 0.5 pod co-host. I'm no longer going to call you token girl because you're not a token girl. But I'm, <laughs> I'm the only girl. At this you're point. the only girl, the only one that matters in this podcast. Oh, I hope Jen doesn't hear that. Um, <laughs> uh, that's going to be a beat. Uh, Ellen Wingenter is going to be here. She's going to co-host the 0.5 with me. I just love that we, we, we have a great, you know, kind of a great rivalry back and forth. We, we, we snap back and forth and it's great. And I think it's a big good fit. So we're going to do it this way for a while and check it out. So, and then we'll have some other guests in here from time to time doing some other stuff, but we're going to uh, hit on a few sports topics, a couple of non-sports topics, have some fun. And we won't make this one too long today. We won't do two hours or anything crazy like that. <clears throat> Ellen, what's going on in your world? Not a whole lot, man. It's um, fake fall, early winter in Denver and um, swooping back up to uh, 70 degrees and everyone is mourning the fact that Von Miller got traded. So yeah, that one kind of was shocking. Von Miller to the Rams. We're going to talk a little bit about trade deadline here in a second. There was a couple moves I think were significant. Um, first we're talking about the world series, the Braves. How about the Atlanta Braves? You know, and shouts, to both our Cubs faithful and the Royals faithful with Jorge Soler being the World Series MVP with that home run that he crushed oh God. last night. <clears throat> it was amazing. Like just watching the replays over and over again, it was fantastic. Yeah, we, uh, you, know, my, you know, Jen, my wife's a huge Braves fan. That's her favorite team. And so yep. I was happy for Jen that the Braves won. I, I was a Braves fan as a kid, you know, as a kid because I grew up in the South. At TBS, you can watch them all the time. Sure. And, and so I was rooting for them, but I, I, I'm still a Red Sox fan first. And I, but I'm happy for the Braves. 26 years since their last one, and uh, I thought it was kind of fitting the year that Hank Aaron passes away. The Braves' 150th year as a franchise. Henry Aaron passes away. The Braves win the World Series. Yeah, it's um, insane. But you know, as you pointed out. Um, last week, it's a shame that Dusty Baker hasn't had a chance to get a ring on his finger. He deserves it. I yeah. hope that whatever next season brings, that he's got another shot at it. Yeah, I, I think there'll be some big changes in Houston. They've got a, mm-hmm. a, a whole thing with their roster. They got Correa's going to be a free agent, and they can't afford to keep all the pitchers. You sure. know, they got a couple of injuries and everything else. They got to figure a lot of stuff out. But I was rooting for Dusty. I wanted Dusty Baker to win. I, I think winning the World Series would have got him in the Hall of Fame. And I think he's a Hall of Fame worthy manager. And, and I hope he gets in anyway, because I think he's definitely deserving. Absolutely. Uh, but I will say one thing. It was really kind of cool, given that it was the fifth year, fifth anniversary of the Cubs winning it. And to see Freddie Freeman pocket that last out the exact yeah. same way that Anthony Rizzo did. I was just, Nicholas was sitting next to me. I was like, he did the same thing. It was, yeah. it was fun to see. I think that I've seen that every time that last couple of years when whoever's caught that last ball, if it's yep. the first baseman or um, the catcher coming after those strikeout, puts it in the back pocket because they don't want to give that ball up. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah, I, it's pretty cool. I'm happy for Atlanta, happy for the Braves. That's the first Atlanta championship since 95. It's insane. I, I, mean, I was I mean, a freshman They ain't going to win a championship with the Falcons. We know that. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons, I mean, that's just the sorriest, one of the sorriest franchises wow. in the NFL. And the Hawks are the Hawks. I mean. The Hawks are coming on, though. I think Trey Young is going to do some really excellent Trae things Young, there. Trey Young is special. I do. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he looks like somebody, if you were like t- chat, like saw him on the playground, you'd be like, oh, he's on my team. You're picking oh, yeah, team. you'd like, want yeah, to. I like that guy. That guy or like you'd totally just blow him off and be like, that kid can't do shit. And then you I, see him throw up a few, and you're like, oh, you're like, yeah, just bring him over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, did you look at or see the college football playoff rankings? You know, I glanced at it because I don't really care too much about it, except for the fact that 
I was not surprised, as I kind of predicted last week, that Cincinnati got railroaded. Yeah. I, I totally think Cincinnati got railroaded. So I was, you know, we, we, we do this at our studio here. You know, I'm not going to say what the studio is, but here we have a TV. I was here a couple of nights ago and mm-hmm. on Tuesday night watching the live and I about threw the remote control. And I was like, Cincinnati's getting screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my number one thing. I looked at it and I was like, they're number six. They ought to be either two or three. Uh, I thought Alabama was too high. Now, look, if you lined them all up and said, who's the second best team? I do think it's Alabama. But you can't use the eye test on Alabama and then say that Oregon's win against Oregon State matters. I mean, Oregon versus Ohio State. Right. Because if you looked at them right now, you'd say Ohio State's probably the better team. Now, I'm all for team, we won the game because Oregon won the game. They should be ranked higher than Ohio State. But you can't flip-flop your thinking. If you're using that to put Oregon ahead of Ohio State, you can't have Alabama number two. Um, yeah. And, and the, the total lack of respect for Cincinnati is just ridiculous, beyond it's, ridiculous. You know, there's that historical thing of we need the SEC in the championship game, period, regardless of the team. And, um, just, I think, a disregard of going back even to Fresno State back in the day mm-hmm. when they were kind of running their stuff and would come in undefeated and, and they would just get ignored by the BCS and it yeah. just didn't matter. And the same thing happened with Boise all those years. Yeah. So you, and then they get in, they beat Oklahoma, you know, and they get into a playoff <clears throat> or get into the, the BCS at the time. Yeah. For those who don't know yet, top six, I'll read these off real quick. Georgia, number one. That's not a surprise. Georgia's the best team in the country. Bama was two. Michigan State was three. Oregon was four. Ohio State, five. Cincinnati, six. I'll read off the last four of the top ten because there's a couple of frauds in here. Michigan, seven. Oklahoma's eight. Wake Forest is nine. They're undefeated. Wake Forest is eight and nine. Notre Dame is ten. Now, Here's my arguments here. Michigan State, first off, Michigan State, that problem will be handled because they're playing Ohio State in two weeks. So one of them is going to eliminate the other. And most likely, I think Ohio State's going to eliminate Michigan State. Oh, they're, they're dude with five touchdowns and the Heisman um, likely front runner at this yeah. point is impressive. Yeah, I, I think Ohio State's going to handle them in two weeks. I mean, I mean, handle, handle too. I don't think this is going to be close. And Michigan State will fall out of that top six. And the way it works is, you know, one place four, two place three, five and six, then play in a bowl game. Um, so I have a problem with Cincinnati being six because they have to get help moving to the top four. And there's no way for them to do that. There's no way. And, and I know they're not a power five conference, but they're undefeated. They did exactly what power five teams, these, commit, these, these committees have said, these, these uh, what they call group of five mm-hmm. uh, champions have to do. They say you have to go schedule somebody and you have to win. That is exactly what Cincinnati did. They went scheduled Notre Dame. They went to Notre Dame and they beat Notre Dame's ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game wasn't close. They physically beat up Notre Dame in that game. Uh, you, you can't ask them to do anything else. They're going to win out. They're going to get a good win against SMU most likely in their championship game. But that'll be their two, you know, ranking rank, ranked opponents. Sure. Um, Michigan State's only beaten one ranked team. That's Michigan. Right. Michigan is seven, and they haven't beaten a ranked team yet. Michigan wouldn't be in my top ten. So I guess I would be interested to know what the criteria that the committee is looking at. Well, I watched the interview. And they uh-huh. interviewed the, the, commission, the, commi- the committee chair. And he said they looked at um, where the teams are now, where they project to be. They were looking at, you know, who they've beaten. Um, if they take into effect when a player's been injured. Uh-huh. So if you lost a big player, they're going to take that into account. Um, I just, you look at the top six. 
who has the best win right now? I think it's Oregon. Oregon beat Ohio State. Yeah. Now, Oregon has the worst loss as well because they lost to Stanford. Alabama lost to AM, who's a top 15 team. Ohio State lost to so that's your top, you only the only three losses in those top in that top six. I just think that they have to put undefeated teams first. I think it should have been Georgia, Cincinnati. I'll take Michigan State for now. I think OU should be up there. Now I think OU's a fraud. Oh, I think, oh, I think oh. OU's an absolute fraud. If, and if OU does make the playoffs, they're gonna lose the first game by 20 again. Um, you know, and that's, I, I did torture myself this weekend and turn on the KU Oklahoma state game Saturday morning. And was like, Oh, okay. This is what everyone expected Oklahoma KU game to be. And it was just, yeah. What what Oklahoma state did to Oklahoma to Kansas is what we expected OU to do to Kansas. Yes. Oklahoma not only was losing for three quarters to Kansas, Oklahoma almost lost a home game to Tulane. Tulane's one and seven. Right. That's a fraud to me. They're 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 preying on a weak. They're preying on a weak conference. They haven't beaten anybody of any circumstance. No, they haven't had to. And they're going to play Oklahoma State in a couple of weeks in the Bedlam game. What we have to hope for is that Oklahoma State beats OU. They play again in the Big Twelve Championship. And they flip-flop. We have to hope that both teams lose that game. Or that Oklahoma State beats OU twice. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if Texas somehow. Another reason that Oklahoma shouldn't be ranked high. Yeah. Is that how many bad they played against Texas? You know, Texas yep. score over 40 points. Yeah. Any team that allows 40 points in the game is not a good team. Well, and for Oklahoma having to come back the way that they did just win. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I give them credit for the comeback win, but when you allow 42 points, yeah. I, I, you don't get credit for that. No. You allowed 40 Agreed. points. Yeah. It's not a quality win. Wake Forest is 8 0. You know, they're in that weak ACC. Clemson is down right now. North Carolina's not as good, nearly as good as we thought they were going to be preseason. Wake is going to maybe run the table here. And then Notre Dame is just dragging along somehow, some way to get to be number 10. You know, I saw them play in person a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you did. They're not good. You said you were a little frustrated. Well, USC was in that game. It was a USC game. And USC played horrible. But And they just weren't prepared. You can see at the interim staff, I mean, they used five of their six timeouts in that game to get defensive players on the field, to get the right defensive players. That's just poor coaching. But Notre Dame is not a talented football team. They're, they're okay. They're a top 25 team. Sure. 10 team. But if you're rooting for Cincinnati like we kind of are, we need Notre Dame to run the table now. Yeah, that makes that sense. That would be Cincinnati's best win is against Notre Dame. Yeah. So I hate to be like that, but that's kind of where I'm at. It's, so, yeah, a couple of these things will handle themselves. But the most egregious thing to me was – Cincinnati. I mean, we have to kind of root now for Georgia to beat Bama to get Bama out the paint. If Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, then Bama and Georgia are both going to go to the playoff. Well, and that's what you had mentioned um, previously. And that's, I mean, it's, it's great for the networks, but it's horrible for the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you figure again, the Ohio state, Michigan state thing will will check up. One of them is going to get a loss that they don't want. Yeah. So one of them will be out. But if Oregon runs the table, I mean, so now if you're Cincinnati, you got to root that Oregon loses. You got to root for Georgia to beat Alabama. You got to hope that someone beats Oklahoma because if Oklahoma runs the table, they're going to, they're going to hop over Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't think Oklahoma will run the table though. So, yeah. So, I mean, you've got to root for four, four things to happen in there. Then you have to hope that Ohio State beats Michigan State. Also have a fairy godmother that kind of throws a little fairy dust around. So I mean, that's just a crack of bullshit to me. I yeah, but it was Agreed. really poor. I thought it was just bad. I thought that committee, what it's going to lead to, and you were talking about this off the air. There's going to be an, there's a vote about expanding the playoff. Mm-hmm. This is the argument. 
hey, you don't respect Cincinnati. We need this to go to eight teams. Because if it did well, it that way, if you did it that way right now, eight-team playoff, right now, those six, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, you'd have Michigan and Oklahoma. So I will be interested to see where the fault lines are between the eight and the 12, because there is mutterings of more of a push for 12. Yeah. Team playoff the, the and there is having a buy or something. Yeah. But that doesn't work. It had to be 14, then, wouldn't it? I, you know, yeah, you have two, then you have six winners. So you have eight man, eight teams from there. The problem is that they don't pay these players. You can't really have three levels of playoffs. If you're not paying the players. But you know what? They have NIL right now. So yeah, that's, that's going to be the argument that the schools go back on. That's true. At the same time, that, that NIL rule isn't the millions, maybe billions of dollars that will come into the NCAA through an extended playoff. I fully agree, yeah. but so, that I wouldn't be surprised if the NCAA and the schools are like, well, now they can get paid to play, so therefore we can push yeah. them even more. Yeah. Pay to players wouldn't be a problem. I'd be, I'd be for having a 16-team playoff. Huh. All right. Uh, there's college football for us. All right, so we got some, so let's talk about the NFL because some shit went down this week. I mean, it's going down in the NFL. We start yes, out sir. Monday with the Chiefs and the Giants, and all sorts of fraud was been, being done at Arrowhead. Uh, I mean, just fraudulent. I knew in the first quarter that the Chiefs were not going to keep that game close. That game was going to stay close. I knew on third down on the goal line. When they put Kelsey at quarterback and did that little flip play, I was like, oh, nope. Andy Reid angler, that goddamn thing. I was like, that was a really cute play, but it was completely unnecessary. And it then that's the problem the Chiefs have. So I think of I say it this way. If you're a football team, if you're anything and you're having a rough time, Chiefs were three and four coming into that game, you go back to what you do well. So my challenge to Chiefs fans is, what did the Chiefs do well? Now, you brought that up last week. And the thing that I will say, to Mahomes' credit, too, because he acknowledged that it was a weakness of his getting bored with pink and dunk, short routes, and just getting stuff done. That first series, until that end until zone that thing, they did it. They can't they, help themselves. They can't help themselves. They have to gimmick everything up. And... And they have to look cool doing it. And that's the problem. They don't do anything particularly well. And they think that 15 is going to save them at the end of the day. And he ain't fucking done it yet. And, and, I'm and you cannot, at the NFL level, think the quarterback is going to save your ass. No, I agree. And it was interesting, too, especially seeing, because Kelsey was pretty much, pretty much neutered yeah. through the entirety of that game. He Thank had... You. Less than five catches. I don't even know if he it was had two, five. He had two catches in the game. By yeah. And, and he didn't have – in one catch, he had a fumble right on top of it. He was getting battered at the line of scrimmage, which was the exact way to play Travis Kelsey. Just jam him every time you get a chance. So with some of the trades that were done at the deadline then, yeah. because Chiefs did make some moves. They did make a move. They brought Are they beneficial? I think so defensively. I think bringing in a pass rusher is a good idea. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be they're like they're in a division where you have uh, Justin Herbert. If you get into the playoffs right now in the AFC, you're gonna play Lamar Jackson. You're gonna play Joe Burrow. You're gonna be playing, um, you know, Josh Allen. Allen. You know, these teams have quarterbacks. You know, now the Titans are going to throw the ball with Derrick Henry hurt and yeah, he's out for the season. Run. So I think going and get a pass rusher was a good idea. Um, you know, going to get a second tight end. I think that's a blocking thing. Yeah, that was weird. But did they also get uh, an offensive lineman too? No, they traded an O lineman to get the tight end. Oh, okay. Traded the guard, that Canadian, the Canadian guard, the doctor. Yes, yes. I can never remember his name. I, I'm not, the I'm not doctor. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to look him up. So, um, Laurent. Yeah. So that was Monday, and then Tuesday comes along, and we got the trade deadline, and and the trade deadline. Really, there was two big names on the trade deadline. Uh, you mentioned the biggest one earlier, Von Miller, from yeah. Denver to the Rams. The Rams decided they're going to pass. Imagine being an O-line coach 
the rest of the season against the Rams and going, okay, we got a plan on Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, who's really good, and now Vaughn Miller is going to come in. Think of it. Here's my argument against Vaughn Miller, though. What has he done since 2015? Yeah, that's fine. But what they're, what they're using him for is going to be to come in on third down, third along, and pass rush. And that's all sure. he has to do. If he's all healthy, he has to do. And he can do he's that. He's been injured. He did not play last week. But if you if he comes in there and if three times a game, four times a game, you have to chip him with a running back or you have to have him go against your left tackle. It's one less body blocking Donald. I understand that. I guess I just have issues with his actual durability at this point. Yeah. Well, because the does, last two seasons, he's just – yeah, he's, he's been, been injured, or yeah. there's been personal issues, or yeah. there's been whatever, and he hasn't been an effective tool. But for the Rams, it doesn't matter because they've only got him from this rest of the season. He's a free. Right. But if he's not playing, yeah. he's not effective. Yeah. yeah. It, it comes down to if he is the difference in them winning a playoff game. Oh, if sure. They're in a playoff game. If the Rams are in a playoff game against the Packers. And it's late in the game, and Rodgers is trying to drop back to pass, and here comes Vaughn Miller. I mean, that, that that's what you're paying for. And what they've basically done is the, the Rams have said, hey, we're willing to mortgage in the absolute, all the future. I mean, they don't have a draft pick till day three of the draft now. Trade to two and a three. Well, and um, your example leads us to what happened today yeah. and whether – they will actually have that quarterback available. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that in a second here. The other trade I thought was a good one, and that's New Orleans gets Mark, Mark Ingram. You know, a guy to run between the tackles, get a little yeah. problem, get a little something off of Kamara. They don't have Jameis Winston now. They're going to be playing Trevor Simeon at quarterback this week and hoping to get Taysom Hill back the next couple of weeks and for Taysom Hill to be their starting quarterback the rest of the season. Uh as a Saints fan, I hate that idea, but I don't know where else they can go right now. I mean, I, I, I'm one of those I'd bring in Cam Newton and, and give him some incentive to play, but that's too it, it's too late in the season to do that now. Well, yeah. and like I mentioned to you previously, I'm not sure that Sean Payton would yeah. manage Cam's personality all that well. I, I think you're spot on with that too. So, I mean, those are the two trades that stuck out the most to me. Um, Let's get to the big story. I feel lied to. I am a blatant Aaron Rodgers apologist. I have said numerous times on this show, on Tyler Jones's show, that I think Aaron Rodgers is the single most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL. And I feel like I have been lied to. I feel like I have been sold a bill of goods. Well, he you know lied what? lied to us about getting... Uh, getting the getting the vaccination, he you didn't the rest, say he got back. He said he got an immunization, and that's the technicality bullshit he's going to be on. And now Aaron Rodgers has COVID, and because he wasn't vaccinated, he can't just do the um, test negative twice and be back. Yeah, he's going to have to sit out ten days, which means he'll miss the game against the Chiefs. Yep. Well, you know, everybody in Kansas City's got to be happy about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people who, who also really enjoyed Aaron Rodgers, but from a competitive standpoint, it's like, oh, we have a chance now. Yeah. I mean, so he'll miss that, and he'll most likely miss the next week against the Seahawks. Um, Here, the here's the thing from my standpoint. He has been lying since the preseason, Yeah, saying that he was – immunized yeah he said immunized in whatever canadian fashion he found that to be so he's exposed every single team he's played against mm -hmm. he's exposed every single staff he's played against yeah. he's exposed all of the commercial state farm whomever yep everything he's done he's at a party this week for halloween dressed as john wick yes and it's, yeah, but that was cool. I was like, he was kind of like John Wick. But, but it's now you find he's got COVID and he didn't get vaccinated. I have no problem with someone not getting vaccinated if they're willing to handle the consequences and 
if they are, especially if they say, hey, look, I don't want to get vaccinated, but I'm not going to put anybody else at risk. Right. I'm going to live my life a certain way. Hey, God bless you. But what Aaron Rodgers has done is just is reckless and irresponsible. And he's dealing with the livelihoods of people. Yes. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And he's just kind of like, eh, well. mm." I'm glad he didn't get the fucking Jeopardy job now. I mean, at this point, how could you? <laughs> yeah, 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 he ain't getting the fucking Jeopardy job now. I mean, that too. Didn't that happen over the summer where yeah. they were taping that stuff? Yeah. I mean, this is like <laughs> the trail behind him is pretty long and it's just so thoughtless, I guess, is the thing that kind of bothers me. Yeah. If he had he been up front and say, listen, and do my thing and then I'm going to go back to my little pod and then I'm going to do my thing and go back to my little pod. Cool. Exactly. But if you're like everything is fine. Yep. And yep. I've got that makes me wonder that maybe his cra- his family isn't so crazy. Maybe he's the crazy. One. I don't know. He, he has dug into the chemtrails. So yeah, I, you, you got to explain that a little bit. I, I, I don't know much about that. Yeah. So the whole chemtrail thing, and I just happened to see a tweet earlier today that he was inquiring last year about essentially when you see an airplane fly overhead, depending on the exact atmospheric, whatever, um, you see the exhaust essentially come back behind the plane. And there's this whole theory that it's actually laden with chemicals and hence the chemtrails that are raining down upon us and causing cancer and all this kind of stuff where it's just really evaporation of the jet fuel and the water <laughs> coming off the engines. Yeah. So now we know Aaron Rodgers is crazy. I mean, next so, thing he'll be out here spouting QAnon. You know, maybe he'll just post up with Kyrie and do flat earthing next. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel per, I, I feel like I've been personally lied to. I would love for him to come over to my house right now. I'd slap him beside his goddamn head. He ain't much taller than me. He's only six foot. I, I'm, I'm only an inch or two shorter. Or two inches shorter. But I, I, I'll smack the shit out of him right now. Aaron, you let me down. You let a lot of people down. I, I am the person who, I mean, I, I've been saying for all these years, dude, better than far. Better than... Hey. Hey man, that I would take him over Brady. I bought I a share Brady. in the Packers for my ex-husband. I am financially invested. <laughs> I got a couple autograph helmets. I'm financially invested too. Son of a bitch. So, um, yeah, I that it just hurts me. It hurts me. That's Aaron Rodgers. It's just stupid at this point. It is, and it's like, come on, man. I mean, I, I don't know. If right, I were his teammates, the... I would be pissed as Oh, I would too. Oh, yeah. He's buying everybody a fucking watch. This uh, motherfucker better be buying Rolexes for every player on the goddamn right. And everybody, and everybody in the damn locker room, every towel boy, every trainer. Throughout the entire organization. To Cancun for fucking everybody in that organization. Yep. Um, one thing that didn't happen at the trade deadline, two things that happened at the trade line. Um, one, Odell Beckham didn't get traded. Do you have any thoughts around that since I'm not as familiar with it? So we know that Odell Beckham's father came out to speak. If you haven't seen this, it's, it's really good on Instagram. They took all of Odell Beckham's. Every time that Baker Mayfield has overthrown Odell Beckham, has not thrown to an Odell, uh, an open Odell Beckham this season, and set those highlights to the song Everybody Hurts. By Are you Arnie serious? Young. Yeah. Put this out there. The, the, the Supposedly, the Browns were trying to trade Odell Beckham. They couldn't get the right offer. Um, we looked up Odell Beckham's um, his contract on over the cap, yep. and he's clearly going to be a postseason uh, cut. He'll be a before June first cut because he's got no um, no dead cap space. Okay. So trading for him makes a lot of sense, actually, because um, you could if you don't want him, you can cut him. But he'll be a free agent, my my figure, after the Super Bowl. But can I just yeah, revert back to the fact that a grown man's father yeah. is putting up sympathy videos for yes, him? Yes, the a grown man's father is acting like a like a like a pissed off AAU parent. I mean, I was at a flag football game for my son on Tuesday, and there was a mom 
going after the ref for a blown call for middle schoolers. Yeah, that's bullshit. It was gross. And to think that some multimillionaire's dad is doing Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. um, Last one we got here. I know you've seen this already. Henry Ruggs. Oh, man. So Henry Ruggs, if you don't know, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. Henry Ruggs is a car wreck this week. He was drunk driving. Uh, reports showed, say that he was going 156 miles an hour and that the crash happened. Someone died in the crash in the car. And, and her dog. And her dog, yeah. And at the point of impact, Ruggs' car was going 128 miles an hour. Because he rear-ended her. Yes. Um, I... Uh, it's awful. I was thinking about this, and I, I'm a little. I guess I'm, I'm old. You know, as they would say, you know, when we were younger, they'd say someone's fuddy duddy. I'm old now. I don't. I would never drive a sports car now. I just, I'm 45 years old. There's no reason to drive a fucking sports car, <laughs> uh, especially at my size. So you ain't gonna see my big ass guy in a Ferrari anytime soon. Or a Corvette. Or a Corvette, case. yeah. I mean, it's just that's just, and I have all my hair, so I don't have to, you know, worry about that. You know, you get the Corvette to no stunting, yeah. Yeah, you know, everybody's stunting on that. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna read this off of ESPN.com. So now, former Raider, because he's been released, uh, Henry Ruggs is Henry Ruggs the third. His car was driving 156 miles an hour with a blood alcohol content twice content, a content content. Twice Nevada's legal limit before his car sent in the rear of a vehicle that burned, killing a 23-year-old woman, according to the prosecutors. Now, I I get it. You got the money. You got the you got the nice car, or whatnot. But you got a girl next to you. Get a fucking Uber if you're that girl. So that's the thing. Like, I have to figure there was some we're black kind of ego whatever going on he was taking his girl wherever doing whatever but i would hey i was watching the nfl network today and they were like should the nfl reinstate safe ride and my thought was why did they ever kill the program yeah just just get a fucking uber you can afford an Uber. You can get an Uber XL. You can get an Uber Black. You can get an Uber Comfort. You can get a fucking airplane to take you home. You can have one of your people bring your car home. They'll make it home fine. Even on the college level, Jalen Wilson from Bayou's basketball team got caught up on a DUI over the weekend. He suspended for three games. Same kind of thing. That happened He's, here in Lawrence? Yeah. So here, so, so the, I always say... And here in Lawrence, there is no reason for a KU student to ever get it. No, job. because you've got a thousand fucking Uber drivers here. You've got Lyft. You got Safe Ride. There is all sorts of ways for you to not drink and drive. And it's not like I mean, we're both in our forties. When we yes. were younger, we were in our late teens and twenties. We first got to know each other. You know, it was kind of a thing. We didn't have those things. No, it was sometimes a cab. You, sometimes you throw your keys to your buddy and said, "Let's go." You know, you rock, paper, scissors to see who was the least drunk of the two of them. Yes. To get you to a truck stop to get something to eat before you went home. But it's a different situation now. It's a different life now. A DUI ruins your life. Henry Ruggs' career is over. But not only is his career over, he may be going to prison for 20 years. Oh, he will be going to prison. Just depends for how long. And frankly, he killed someone. He He killed somebody. And it's just, I mean... And you know he doesn't mean to kill somebody. No, but that poor decision. Whoa! <laughs> SPN trying to pull a video up there. Trying I'm to chip in. Oh, I'm going to cut that out. I'll just stay with it. Fuck it. Anyway, yeah, commercial on ESPN.com. Fine. So anyway, yeah, back to where I'm at. So you have to know you can't make the decision. You have to know that you have to make a good decision. And he didn't mean to hurt anybody. I get that. But your decision 
your poor judgment does not make you not suffer the consequences of this. No, no. And it's, it's awful for him. It's yeah. awful for his family. It's awful, awful for this woman's family. Um, I can't imagine, hopefully there is some sense of remorse going on and it, well, guilt you know, and remorse that he's going to have sure to deal is. with. I'm absolutely sure that you know he didn't mean to do that, and you know he's yeah. sitting in the jail cell right now, going, "My God, I made a poor decision here. What the fuck did I do?" And you know he feels bad because no one's going to go through that and not feel bad. You hope not. Yeah, no. I mean, but I mean, he's caught up now. It's 22 horrible. Years, Twenty-two years old. And so, from my perspective, if I were a member of the Players Association or in the leadership of the Players Association, they should be pushing this kind of support around all the players. And like, hey, if you're going out, you need to let us know and we're going to make sure that somebody gets you home. Yeah. Because this kind of shit is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It, it is. And then you would think we're past this now, especially in a time and age when Uber is so prevalent. And right. And these things. And, and knowing what the consequences are. It's awful. Yeah, it's just... So let's not forget, though, the people that we're going to be most sad for are not Henry Ruggs. It's people who... The person who died. Absolutely. And, that woman's family has got to be devastated. Yeah. And his... Yeah. They, it's, it's needless. And... It, my whole thing now is I just... A heart bleeds for people who, you know, who died because of someone else's poor judgment. Yeah. Hey, don't be dumb. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of non-sports related things I wanted to get to today. So uh, let's see. We had the new James Bond movie came out. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. And I love James Bond. I just have, I haven't been to the movies yet since COVID. Either uh, by um, I, I, Nicholas gonna, and I are talking about going to the Eternals next. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. See, I think I'm going to go see this James Bond movie. Okay. Uh, just, everything that I've wanted to see has been on HBO Max or something along those yeah. lines. Or just haven't had a chance to go. I haven't felt real comfortable with it at first. Um, if you want to skip ahead a minute, if you want to spoil, if you don't want to hear a spoiler, you may skip ahead right now. I'll give you three seconds. One, two, three. I hear James Bond dies at the end of the movie. What? I heard James Bond dies at the end of the movie. But the thing of it is, okay, so 007 in and of itself is alive, right? It's just Daniel Craig's character? Daniel Craig's character is dead at the end of the movie. Okay. I mean, good for him. So the thing is, if they have more Bond movies now, they'll come back. So I, don't, okay. I didn't count down a minute, so we'll come back in this. So, All right, so we know this is Daniel Craig's last movie as James Bond. I think he's been the best James Bond, by the way. You know why? Because he's going to go He's gonna go all in with the Knives Out franchise yeah. and rock a Southern accent like no one should be allowed Oh, to. man, the wife loves that. She, we, I love that movie. We saw that movie. Yeah. She saw that. We watched it. She had seen it. Or she told me that a friend of hers saw it. So you got to see this. We watched it. It was hilarious. Yes, I love so his good. southern accent. Daniel Craig does southern accent. I also, so I, I, I'm, you know, I, I prefer ladies, but I got to tell you, Daniel Craig is also like, if I could look like any man in the entire world, I would take Daniel Craig. That He's a lovely human being to to take in. To yes. Just, just take, yes, I would. I would if I could choose one person, <laughs> would Daniel Craig, a hundred times over. But and we knew going into this movie, he was going to be his last one. Yeah, he, he's saying he's too old. He's not going to do it. It's physical. It takes a long time to do those movies. So now the thing becomes, you know, they're going to continue James Bond. Sure. Who's the next James Bond? You know, I would, would love you want to, to see Idris Elba do yeah. it. He, he has flat out said that he's not been approached. He's not going to be it. Yeah. And, so, and I think one thing people think he might be too old. Some of it, people may think that he's too old, and you know, but a long time since he was Stringer Bell. I know, <laughs> but I think it's more of an issue that he's a black guy, and yeah. maybe the the Londoners aren't so comfortable with that. Yeah, I think he'd make a great James. He'd be my. I first think he choice. would too. I think he'd be my first choice. I, I he would be absolutely. 
I like when, him. When I like we, him, but I, I'm like Bomani Jones. I do hold the whole stringer belt thing against him. But the thing of it is, like with him as James Bond, mm-hmm. like then all of a sudden you could get like a full CIA infiltration going on because yeah. he can throw on that American accent and all that kind of stuff. And it would be kind of fun. Yeah. So I figure at this point, if they're not going to do Idris, and if they want to develop 07 beyond or you know a white dude then it's going to have to be a woman of some sort and my understanding is is that in this film they introduced yes there is some that possibility is that so it takes place five years after the last movie okay and james bond has retired Mm -hmm. and then he is brought back by his friend felix leiter to help felix leiter Okay. And then something happens and then they go into this. I'm not going to go into all that. I've again, someone told me, I did, wish they hadn't told me. They yeah. told me everything, ruined it for me, but I'm going to go see it anyway. Um, so there is a new 007 in the movie. Okay. There's basically two 007s. Um, as I'm told, right? It's just what I'm told. All right. So here is, I just pulled this up. So in, in England, they could be on gamble on anything. I mean, Absolutely. What are the odds, odds on to this? succeed? Daniel Craig as James Bond. Tom Hardy is the favorite at plus 250. I mean, it's basically two and a half to one. Okay. James Norton, do you know who that is? I don't offhand, no. Okay. He's three to one. Uh, Idris Alba is eight to one. A couple of ones I thought were interesting. Henry Cavill, Superman, 10 to one. Oh, no. I don't think Henry Cavill will... Yeah. No. That won't Tom Hiddleston. Loki. 12 to 1. That, that would be interesting. I, I would wonder what his contract with Marvel would be. Yeah. Somebody that just don't know who they are, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But those are the ones that... Yeah. Um, let me see here. Um, okay, then one of them is... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher this name. Reggie, or Reggae, John Page. Oh, yeah. So did you watch Bridgerton by any chance? No. So uh, that was the big uh, softcore fan favorite on Netflix over the summer. I haven't seen that. And Reggie, John Page. Reggie, John, okay. Yeah, was the lead, and he is a very, very attractive man. He's three to one to be James Bond. He's beautiful. Okay. Okay. I'll trust your judgment on this. I, Look him up. He hosted, I think I he was the first up. host uh, the season for Saturday Night Live. Okay. And basically, he was like, I'm here because I'm pretty, and I know that. And everyone freaked out when he wasn't going to go back to Bridgerton. But based on the books, evidently he was, this particular character was only there for a portion of them anyway. So it made sense that he was a good looking dude. Second- I, I can see this dude being there as well. Um, yeah. Only five, and he's he, only 5'11. He, he, I think James, see, I, other than Daniel Craig, James Bond's been kind of a big guy. No, Sean Connery is not a big dude. Sean Connery seems like way he was my second favorite James Bond, and he was James back, Moore. Back probably. Then he seemed like he was humongous compared to everybody. Well, of he was six two. Sean Connery was six foot two. Uh, In Hollywood, that's Moore? humongous. Six In two Hollywood, isn't humongous. humongous. Six, six two. It is in Hollywood. No, it's not. Yeah. No. How tall? All right. How tall? Is, okay, I'm gonna look up Daniel Craig. <laughs> Your Craig's 5'10. 6'2 isn't huge. Yeah, I, I, I admit that I have a man crush on Daniel Craig. So. There's nothing I, wrong with that. I, I admit it. I, I said if I could look like any man, it'd be Daniel Craig. If I could have the body of any man, it would be Brock Lesnar, though. Um, okay. I mean, I just would be, I'm, I'm never, I would never want to be a skinny guy. Yeah, but why would you want to be so obnoxiously large? Well, yeah, but you could do some things if you're six five and you're that big. I mean, that's 
you can throw motherfuckers around that big. Yeah. Okay. That dude's in his 40s and he still looks great. So make, yeah, well, make, make Brock Lesnar 007. Uh, no, you need better acting skills right, and less steroids. One. What about Dave Batista? No. Jen I Michael. really like the, the lane that Batista has gone, especially yeah. with, you know. He's actually a good actor, man. I know. That's why safe. I appreciate He's that. the next Knives Out movie, too. But again, yeah. Bond is not a big dude. Yeah. Imagine The Rock trying to be Dave Bond. No. 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 Maybe CM Punk would have the best, like, body. No, yeah. Type. They're trying to buy you. Yeah. CM Punk so. is actually wrestling again now. So. My son's yeah. at the show right now as we take. This. Oh, the AEW show. Yeah, he's at AEW. Yeah, Peyton went to AEW. He went, He was like, "Do you want to go?" I was like, no. <laughs> like I'm not paying to go to a wrestling show anymore. Nope, 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 nope. And I'm not paying to go see that show. I went to a Monday Night Raw um, back in the day when Goldberg was there. It was a lot. Right, so the only thing I've gone to since we came back from COVID was Peyton begged me this summer, take him to Monday Night Raw. It's at, mm-hmm. at T-Mobile Center here in Kansas City. And I went. And I had to drink the entire time because it was awful. It was an it's awful show. Like, it was and – I, and I like wrestling. But what we see as wrestling now is not wrestling. I know. Oh, it's just awful. It's just awful. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's like high school plays now. My ex-husband was into it. I watched it for the years that we were married, and I gladly dropped it. I came up as a kid. I was you know, in the South. We had the NWA wrestling. You watched Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, baby. I can do that. I can do that voice all night long if I want to. I got a friend I can make her pee her pants when I do it. That's so funny. Um, but it's, yeah. I, I, but it was so much, it was so different. And now it's like, who are these people? They have they got one team called the Young Bucks. I'm gonna have Hayden yeah. in a couple of weeks. The Young Bucks look old. You can't call yourself the Young Bucks if you're old. What I'm bald, like balding, like he has long hair, but he's like creeping back in here. You know, I'm like, no, you can't be the Young Bucks. You, you're hiding your forehead behind a bandana now. Um, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but, but Hulk Hogan was a big dude. You ain't gonna mess with Hulk Hogan. Big dude doesn't mean anything. That's true. Just so you know, um, Tyler, you can cut all of this wrestling. Uh, Tyler's not going to listen to me anyway. <laughs> like, no, what are you going to cut out? I'm going to say nothing. He's going to be like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. Last thing, you finally saw the rest of Squid Game. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I watched it weeks ago. Yeah. Last time we chatted about it, you hadn't seen the end yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, last yeah. time we chatted about it, you'd only seen the first two episodes. Okay. Yep. So no. now you've seen it all. I am. And look, we're going to do this. We're not going to do another spoiler alert thing. I already did that for you on James Bond. I'm not going to do it here on Squid Game. If you haven't seen it, what's your fault now? So <laughs> biggest surprise to you. The ending was a surprise. Um, old man sitting in his hospital bed was not the thing that I saw. I was very proud that I already called out the cop's brother running the organization. Yeah. Um, I thought that one too. And when it came out, I was like, Nicholas, I told you, because Nicholas and I watched it together. And I was like, I told you, I told you. But that end point, the only problem I really had with it, even though it was pretty poignant, is the whole like rich people coming in right at the end for the final games or whatever it seemed kind of weird but at the same time i was just kind of like eh, it probably happens so where i thought about that and i was like well it kind of made sense they did that with like the vips as they call them mm-hmm. because you have to have some way to make money off this so it was clearly through gambling absolutely you know kind of like the you know like the condemned or stuff like that you know it's mm-hmm. like okay well so at some point you have to have where someone's there to watch. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like an arena at the end. But Oh, yeah. Um, it's like the know. Coliseum of Rome yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised by any of that part. Uh, and then the pedophile piece of it didn't 
you know, or that didn't surprise me either. But um, yeah, I thought it was really well written. I did too. Um, but it was well put together, and I love the, the the colors and the the, the music and everything else. I know they're going to make a second season. I don't see how they're going to make it anywhere as good. I, well, I mean, it's going to be hard considering that this first season was sitting on a shelf for 10 years and it finally got made. And, you know, I think a lot of some of the social and economic equality issues that have been in South Korea for years really hit home for the rest of us. Yeah in 2020, 2021, and probably on an ongoing basis that I think there was a little bit more recognition worldwide than maybe there would have been had this yeah. come out five years earlier. That's really well put. I think you're on something there. That it's- and so how that kind of gets carried out, because there's certainly threads which can be pulled, you know, did the cop die? What's, you know, what 476 coming back to or whatever, you know, the last guy standing coming back to as he abandons his daughter, you know, those kinds of things that you're kind of like, okay, what, there could be some craziness coming and it could be really good, but I would be concerned if the creator of it tries to push it too quickly to kind of add on to the tale that it's, that's been created. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there tonight. Let's just uh, let's, let's get through this. So we got through some Squid Game and some James Bond and now all the sports stuff. Um, what, uh, anything you got going on? Anything What you got? You going to be back on next week with us? To figure it out. Well, you know what? Uh, the college basketball season ticks off. Yeah, we'll next talk week about that next week. On Tuesday. So we will circle around next Friday. After you are in charge. Classes. You're in charge of our of the Coach Bono show college basketball preview. I'm here for it. There it is. I will I will do my best. I did watch the preseason KU yeah. Oregon State game tonight. Okay. And, and things it can't are be all good. KU, Ellen. It can't be this. Uh, we'll talk about KU a whole bunch. I know, I, I know. I have just that now. But you know what? Preseason ranked number three. They're going to be prominent uh-huh. along with Gonzaga and some other folks. Uh-huh. So I'm re- Hey, look, I, I like to say I'm Jayhawk adjacent now. And, and, and you know what? You know, friend of the show, you know, Coach Q is uh, – I got to root for my man, Coach Q. So I'll, I'll be rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, hey, we've got, I, a, we've got, got a good great, things coming. We've got a great, great interview on Monday. And Can't wait to hear it. It's going to be uh, great. Tony Wisdom, who is uh, um, who was in the music business, a producer for a while, and uh, now is about to start a school for training um, new pro- young producers and young. I mean, just he's uh, it's really cool what he's doing here locally. And uh, I got him on. We chopped it up about an hour. And That's awesome. Uh, he was so awesome and talked about his time working with like Tech Nine and uh, Shock G, some other things that he did, and um, where he like what happened to get him to where he left the music industry, mm-hmm. and a uh, pretty fantastic story. So, if you're listening, if you're one of those, what I've noticed so far, and you know we're, we're ten weeks in now, I've noticed that some people like the point five pods and some like the Monday pods. If you're a point five pod listener. You don't really do the Monday pod, do next Monday's pod. I think it's the best interview we've had so far. Right on. So get in there and do that. So, hey, Ellen, thanks a lot. Good I'm to see you, Bo. I'm going to uh, come back in here a little bit. I'm going to come and do something here and then I'm going to uh, do a wrap up. But uh, thanks for coming on and I will chat with you next week. Sounds good. And Nicholas, I said hello. And I will. Uh, I'm sad baseball season's over now. We got to move on. To the best season of the year. Football's already here. College basketball. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I, last year, I bet I watched two college basketball games all season. It'll be different this year with crowds back in there. Yeah. I just, it's just not my bag. Well, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch a little bit of it, but I, I don't really get into basketball until football season's over. Well, I've got uh, KUCU tickets December 21st. Are you going to be in town for that? No, it's here. Oh, oh it's there. Okay. Go mm-hmm. KUCU. I thought you said something else. Okay. Well, enjoy that.
will. So, um, all right, so you're in charge. You're in charge of next week's Coach Bono's show uh, uh, college basketball preview. I'll, I'll do a rundown. And we'll, yeah, I want to know everything about Gonzaga. I want to know everything about uh, – I want you to find something about my LSU Tigers. Well, I'm making it hard on you. I, I'm not sure. I want I something positive about my LSU Tigers. Wes is going to have a contract until the day he dies. How about that? Just find me something positive that I can grip on to okay. the basketball season. Just give me I'll something try. positive. I do like Will Wilson. So we'll see what's going on. But hey, I appreciate it. You have a great week, and uh, I'll chat with you next week. Sounds good. Talk to you then. Hey, go wrap it up here right quick. Uh, appreciate you guys having some fun with us today. Uh, Token Girl, Ellen Wingerter is going to be on here with us pretty much every Friday for the uh, .5 pod. Uh, I love Ellen. She's an old friend, and she is just she's great. So Also, our legal, uh, our legal analyst for the uh, Coach Blow Nose podcast. Hey, uh, before we go, a couple things. One, I forgot. I just flat forgot to do the Coach Bo Power Rankings. So, and a little fantasy football update. So, uh, Power Rankings first, because that's actually better news. Um, college football, we talked a little about the playoff already, but my Power Rankings, my top five, UGA, Georgia, number one, Cincinnati, number two, Oregon, number three, Bama, four, Ohio State, five. Those Michigan teams, they ain't going to worry about either of them. They're going to be out of the paint here soon anyway. Um but I mean, we talked about, I think it's just a crime what's happening to Cincinnati so far. Uh, as far as the NFL, lots of twists and turns this last week. You know, I showed some love to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they go lay an egg against the New York Jets. What, what, what Joe Burrow's fault. They just worked 35. But um, my top five there, I got the Rams at one. I think the Rams is the most complete team. Adding Von Miller gives them a piece they needed. Buffalo Bills, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. I got them two. Uh, Tampa, I got it three right now. Arizona, you know, I had them at one last week, and I really had them at one because they were the last undefeated team. But I dipped them down to four after that loss last week. And the Cowboys at five. I know some people were saying, well, what about the Packers? The Packers are off the list because Aaron Rodgers upset me that bad. So they're off the list for this week. Um, last thing we want to hit you with is a quick little update on the Coach Bo knows podcast fantasy football so as you may know about three weeks ago i jumped into first place and and proudly took the mantle until i got my ass kicked this past week my boy Henri yule came in and gave it to me so um mike McHugh, that we call him the backseat uzis is the name of his team they are in first six and two we got three of us uh chilling there at five and three it's myself Uncle Rico and Barry Kingery came back from, after two weeks, Barry Kingery was in last place. He's gone on a tear. He's now in second based on total points. And so, uh, shout out to UBK. Uh, we'll see, that, that was two, three, and four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, all tied at four and four. I'm not going to give you guys even the dignity of calling you by name because last place is five through nine. Uh, I am going to just... Uh, have to give a little bit of grief to one person. Token girl, Ellen, is bringing up the rear in 12th, 1-7. we got to have a good second half here for Ellen. She's going to have to come up strong and finish it up strong and, and help me to play the spoiler. We'll talk about that next week. I'll make sure I give that to her. A last thing I want to do, I want to say, um, check out a couple more of our other podcasts out there on the Studio Soapbox Network. Um, you've heard about the Jones Report, Tyler Jones, Tom Bridges. They do. They have a lot of fun. I get to do a little thing on there every week, and I have a good time with them. Uh, so check out Tyler and Tom on the Jones Report. That comes out every Thursday. We got a new one in our, our network that comes out. Luke Slobaugh, uh has raw tools with Luke Slobaugh. I think you'll really enjoy it. He's a couple weeks in now. Every Tuesday, catch him everywhere you see your podcasts, you know, Google, Apple, Spotify, anywhere. Luke's a really, a really good take on some things, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, listen to his first couple pods. I think you'll enjoy this. If you've enjoyed this, I think you'll enjoy him. So, uh, again, huge thanks for, for E for co-hosting today. Uh, thanks for joining us. And, uh, hey, thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you do behind the scenes. Appreciate you. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. 
Don't forget to rate us and review us. Listen, folks, it really helps us if you can take a minute. Give us a quick rating and a review. Only give us five stars if you give us four stars or more. Keep your review to yourself. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, we appreciate every single five-star rating. That goes for me, for Tyler, for Luke, anybody. It really is helpful. So until next time, on Monday, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. And, hey, hit us up Monday. We're going to have a hell of an interview. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So have a great weekend. Take care. 